0: hi i'm lauren hi i'm kelly and welcome to the millennial minimalists we're two canadian millennials and minimalists on a mission to live more with
1: less and together our goal is to inspire you to design a simpler more intentional life hi everyone today's episode is a preview of one of our simple living classes where we talk about how to simplify your home quickly and easily As you know, we offer simple living classes off the pod that can be found on our website at mastersimplicity.com slash classes. And in this discussion, Lauren shares a fast and easy way of decluttering that will help you remove the excess in your spaces in a matter of minutes to an hour. Lauren begins by sharing the difference between decluttering and organizing, and then goes into how to eliminate the clutter in your home in a simple and easy way. She developed this method in an effort to challenge the traditional way of decluttering, which can often be a time-consuming and overwhelming experience. Rather than going through each of the items in your home and creating a mess in the process, Lauren's method involves gathering all the items you no longer love or use all at once and creating a simple and clean space immediately. Also, together, Lauren and I share our key tips and tricks to help you minimize the number of items in your home and maintain minimal and clean spaces for the long term. Be inspired to clear your space of excess and reap the rewards of a beautiful, simple home today. So,
0: today we're going to be talking about organizing, decluttering, and finally clearing out your space. That's, I think, what people initially get interested in minimalism about is having this simple, clear, beautiful, open space and home. And when you're initially starting out, it can seem so overwhelming, especially if you have so much stuff. Um, So before I go into telling you exactly how to do this, I just wanted to start with the difference between minimizing your stuff and organizing your stuff. Because I don't want you to finish this class and just go and organize all of your stuff. Um, (laughs) that's not the point of this because we have all spent a weekend organizing our stuff, organizing our closet, organizing our bathroom. And within a week or two, it's back to exactly how it was before. So unless you get rid of stuff that you don't need or use, you will constantly be organizing your stuff. And I- I also just want to touch on, before I go in how to do, do this, other ways of doing this and why they might not work for you. So one of the ways is the Kamari method, and this one's really popular. It's helped a lot of people. But what I didn't like about it is that she did it by category. So I found that you spent a lot of times or a lot of extra time just searching for all of the clothes in your house or all of the jackets or all of the decorations. My approach, I really want you to go in and get it done quickly and efficiently so that you can reap the benefits of it immediately and you're not overwhelmed by the process Mm -hmm. and you're not wasting time or or you don't want to do it because it's just going to take so much time. Um, There's the minimalist, 30-day minimalism game, which I think is a great way to get started if, again, if you feel really overwhelmed, just getting rid of one item a day or one item on the first day and two items on the second day and so on can seem very doable and simple to get started. But I also think after like 15 or 16 days, you might not see, you know, a drastic change, if that's what you're looking for. And it might be something that's kind of easily to quit. It's like, Oh, I didn't get rid of something yesterday. And then you kind of forget about it.
1: It's also less focused because you find that if you do the 30 day minimalism challenge, which I actually, I'm on day 11 right now. I oh. wanted to mention that. So, and just side note, 30 day minimalism, minimalism challenge. It involves first day, eliminate one item, second day, two items, third day, three items, etc. I'm on day 11. So removing 11 items, I just find it's helpful, but I also find that it's scattered because you're eliminating various items from various rooms within your home. So it can kind of get confusing.
0: Yeah. And it, it might not be as intentional because you're like, oh, I got to get rid of something today instead of assessing your space and seeing yeah. what you don't. Um. So with my way, it's, it's quick and you can reap the benefits immediately. So what I want you to do is get a pen and paper and just write down the different rooms in your house. If you have two bedrooms, a kitchen, a living room, two bathrooms, just write down the rooms. After you've written down the rooms, I want you to write down three things under each room, what you do in that room, what you need in that room to do that and what you want in that room. So I'm just going to give you an example. If it's your living room, you might read, you might watch television, you might play board games with your family, relax, entertain. So what would you need to carry out those functions? You would need a couch, you would need a television, you would need maybe the books and some board games, and that's it. And then what do you want in that room? So maybe you want a few decorative pieces. Maybe you want a toss, some toss pillows or a throw blanket. After you've written out these items, I want you to go in that room with boxes or bags and get rid of everything else. So put everything else that did not make this list into a box or a bag, and I want you to store it for a month. Hmm. Now, some people, they'll want to get, they'll want to start going through the stuff right away. The reason I don't recommend doing that is that first of all, it's going to, it, it, it's so time consuming and exhausting going through your stuff. You yeah. go into a room, you to have to go through every single piece. It could take you all afternoon. You're not even through one room. The whole process has become daunting and yeah. exhausting. So just put it in a box and put it in the basement, put it in a closet, put it out of sight. And then in a month, I want you to go back to this box. So why are we waiting a month? First of all, it's going to stop you from throwing out something that you actually need. So if in a month you're like, oh, you know what I need, maybe it's your kitchen and you put a certain pot down there. And during that month you needed that pot and you're like, oh, I'm glad I didn't get rid of this. Cause I actually do yeah. use this a few times a month. Second of all, it allows you a little bit of separation with your items, because I think initially when you start decluttering, you have a bit of an emotional attachment to items, especially if you see them every day. But once they're out of sight and out of mind for a month, you're able to get rid of them a little bit easier. I do that. once When I have clothes I don't really wear anymore, I take them to my parents. And then from my parents, I either bring them back next season or I donate them. And it just gives me that little bit of separation. yeah. It also allows you to reap the benefits of minimalism immediately. So within an hour, you can have this beautiful cleared out living room that you can go to to think or write or read or have a cup of coffee in the morning. So once you're able to feel these advantages of a simple space, then you'll be a lot Less likely to want to bring all of those items back in that you just proved to yourself that you don't need and that you're not using. Yeah. So that's my way to clear your space. You can do it room by room. Yeah. Obviously, if you if you're like, I just want to go in this 110%, I'm gonna go through this stuff right away and get rid of what I I just don't want in here anymore. I just don't want this stuff anymore. Um, but this is the best way to do it. Room by room, figure out what you want and need in there and just box up the rest. And in a month, recycle, donate, or get rid of it because you have proven to yourself that you do not need it anymore. Um, and then Kelly and I have some really great tips and tricks on how to do this as well.
1: Yeah. And storing, organizing, like miscellaneous items and things like that. But one, something, one thing I wanted to mention is After I decluttered my space, and I think this will be helpful for you guys, is I made tidying my space a daily routine. It's a ritual Mm -hmm. for me. And I think working from home is really, really helping with that. But even before I work from home, I still made time 10, 20 minutes a day. I don't know. Depending on the size of your space, it may take a little bit longer. But I always make sure that I do the dishes as I use them. I put the laundry away. I fold uh, right when it's done. I, I put it away. It only takes a couple minutes. It's the, th- the things that we put off that only take a couple minutes that can really keep our our spaces clean and clear. And I, I dust and I sweep every other day. And it's it's interesting because I'll I'll have a I'll have a I'll have a conference call, and then I'll take two minutes to sweep, and then I don't even remember doing it. It just becomes a habit, and then. Uh, something else we should do is is put our items back in their places, right? If we're moving something, we should put it back. Even little things like, oh, I'm going to put a candle on my desk while I'm working. Well, the candle is supposed to be somewhere else. So put it back when it's done. Uh, Moving a pillow from one area to another, just like putting it back. It just becomes routine and it helps your space keep really tidy so that it's Again, always ready for company. That's something that I always like to say. My dad told me that when I was really young. Keep your space that's always ready for anybody to come by and walk in. And uh, yeah, so so on to the tips and tricks. So, well, actually, first of all,
0: another thing that's so great about once you declutter your space is you're saying cleaning takes so much less time. Yes. Like you are not having to move everything off the floor to wash the floor. You're not having to move everything. You're not having to go through and dust all of these little trinkets and vases and all of this stuff. Like you can, it takes you a minute or a few seconds even just to wipe down a surface. Cause you don't have all of this stuff. And people don't realize I'm actually reading a book right now. It's called long live the queen. And one of the things she recommends, I, I put my, Tidying schedule in my morning schedule so that for the rest of the day, I don't have this nagging voice in the back of my head, like, Oh, you need to do laundry, oh, you need to wash the floor, oh, you need to do that. I do it in the morning and then I don't have to think about it for the rest of the day. And I, I don't feel guilty if it's in the afternoon and I'm just reading a book, relaxing, because I know I've already done what I need to do for that day. And I think it's really important. Everyone wants this like clean, beautiful home, whether it's a priority or not, you would still, everyone wants it. Mm -hmm. And once you declutter your space, I promise you the cleaning process becomes so much easier and so much less time consuming.
1: And you also, once your counters are especially so clear, if something is messy, you'll just want to naturally clean it up. I know that just mentally when I'm home in my parents' house and I've become more mindful of this, if the kitchen is a disaster- I am less likely to clean up my mess. I'll just leave it there because I'm like, oh, it's already a disaster. But if it was completely clean, I would immediately want to wash my dish and put it away. Isn't it interesting? My parents, yeah, my parents always say, they're like, you don't clean up after
0: yourself when you're home. I'm like, well, what's the point? It's messy (laughs) anyway. And I I just want to say this, just picture yourself. I wake up every morning and all that's on my counter is like flowers or a plant and my coffee maker. Like just waking up to that state of mind, having this clear mind, opening up my cupboard. There's just a few white mugs, you know, having my cup of coffee instead of waking up to this mess with all of this stuff and stuffed in your cupboards and stuffed on your counter. Like just think about what that does to your state of mind. So this has much more advantages of just having this like aesthetically pleasing home.
1: Yeah, and that goes back to the idea of shopping intentionally, you know, to avoid excess clutter. And the rule that I live by is one thing in, one thing out. You know, if I have a new item coming in, I'm going to get rid of the other one. So for me, that's worked wonders. And when you're shopping, ask yourself those important questions like, do I need this? Will I use this? Do I already own something similar? Is this an emotional buy, like these are such important and helpful questions that I actually keep in my notes in my phone. <laughs> I think you have something similar, Lauren. Uh, yeah, but no. uh, yeah, okay, so now onto the tips and tricks for storing and organizing miscellaneous items. I, I love this, uh, I actually had fun doing this. So when it comes to my everyday cleaners and washing detergent, etc., I I actually house everything on top of my dryer. And, uh, and in my dryer washer and dryer area, I, I have uh, two doors. So you, you don't need to see the room. So it just closes the room. But when I open it, it's very tidy and it has everything I need lined up. I think sometimes when we can close our spaces, we, they tend to get really messy because we think, oh, people don't need to see them. So we can just leave those areas messy, but it is quite clean. And I, I store those items there. I replaced all of my chemical products with green products gosh, maybe two years ago now. And I just, I love it. I just feel so much better using it around the house. I'm not breathing chemicals every day. And uh, I think a lot of us, we have, I know for my parents, they have a lot of rags, extra rags and towels. They have so many towels. It's like my parents have a hotel. Like, there must be so many people coming to stay. There's so <laughs> many towels. And, and I actually started decluttering them with my mom. So she agreed. So we started doing that together. But if you have old clothes that you really can't donate or sell, they're kind of really worn, you can use them as rags. So I have a little, I have a little, um, I have a little basket of little rags to dust and clean the home, clean my house and clean my floors. And so I just use old clothes with holes and things. It's just, it's just a very sustainable way. Uh, when it comes to tax receipts, I have a little box and I keep it in my closet. It's labeled tax receipts, just a little Sharpie, a little sticker, very easy. I'm lucky I have a little closet and it's, it's, it is something that I see every day, and I, maybe maybe I need to work around that. It's very tiny, though, so, and it doesn't bother me. It's just a reminder, reminder that every time I go out, I need to put my receipt in it. It is something that I use, so maybe it is something that should be in, in a space so that I can see it every day. So something else is my fitness stuff. I been doing at-home workouts. I have weights, and I have my yoga mat, and I keep that – in my vision every day so that it motivates me to exercise. So it's out in the open in my family room and it's actually, I have my, my weights in a little basket. So it's all has a little basket and I see it every day because I'm gonna use it every day. So that's really helpful for me. And I also have my carry-on bag for travel in my closet. Again, I live in a very small space and I'm not traveling obviously. A lot of us aren't traveling right now. Uh, So I have this black mini carry-on and I found it useful because I have a few travel items and extra things I don't want to look at in the house. And so I actually store it in there. It's really helpful. Uh, It's like a, a little extra closet within my closet. So I have a little travel pillow. So I put that in there, extra batteries and light bulbs, you know, those extra miscellaneous items that you don't want to look at every day. I put it in my carry on. So obviously I'll have to take them out once I start traveling again, but it's not a big deal. It's just like a small little bag. So.
0: It's funny. Cause I, I keep extra stuff in my little carry on too.
1: You do. Okay.
0: hide our, our clutter. So again, obviously my first tip is to do this one room at a time. So don't get crazy and try to do your whole house in one day. So I don't have miscellaneous items around my house. I have a miscellaneous box and that's where I keep all of the random stuff that does not have a place in a room. So this would be my passport. This would be an extra set of keys. This would be my tax receipts, Um, things like Band-Aids, Advil, a screwdriver, just random stuff that I I don't want to have junk drawers or stuff with random things in it this is a a spot that I keep, again, all of these little miscellaneous items. And beside that, I have a cleaning box. I try to use multiple purpose cleaner to keep my cleaning items down. I have two, actually, they're really nice cleaning cloths I got. They're microfiber. And I, I clean my place once a week and I wash them and then I put them back in there. So I suggest keeping all of your cleaning products, laundry detergents, soaps, again, multiple purpose cleaners, things like that, just in one cleaning box. This is a huge tip. Kelly, you're going to love this one.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: Not buy extra products at a time. We all do this. We're like, I oh my shampoo is on sale. I'm going to buy two or three. There's a few reasons why you shouldn't do this. Number one, we switch our products sometimes. We all do it. We switch our makeup, we switch our shampoo, and then we're left with not only what's left over of our last one, but the few other we bought because it's on sale. So buy things one at a time. And if you want to switch your makeup or switch your shampoo, finish the one you have and then switch it. I think sometimes people like to buy backups in case they run out. So here's another tip. I keep a small size travel bag for when I travel so when I pack it literally takes me 10 minutes we can do a class on travel traveling light. I just put this in my suitcase with my clothes but because that little travel case because Kelly and I don't check luggage we just do carry-ons I have a little mini shampoo I have a little mini conditioner and body wash and deodorant so for some reason I ran out and I couldn't get to the store in a couple days I do have a miniature set so do not overbuy products and if you're going to switch your makeup if it's giving you a rash or you don't like it anymore then get rid of it and buy a new one but do not stockpile items you like i said wait till it runs out or buy a new one when it does run out
1: yeah it goes back to the idea of one thing in one thing out we tend to use our i mean I, i i'm definitely at fault for this have an old moisturizer, and then I'll buy a new one. And I, I probably no. won't ever go back to the old one ever again. I'll just sit no. there. Yeah, yeah. And
0: f- I try to almost put a little bit of tension to myself. I'm like, well, you got to finish this one because you bought it, and then you can go buy that new one. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you're just constantly like, I want this, I want that. I'm gonna buy this. Like, have a little bit of discipline and make sure you finish what you have first. And that goes with food too. Yeah. Um, Another thing, this is so easy, and so many people don't do it. We we're just talking about your your mom and my mom's like this too. have one set of bedding and one set of towels and wash them weekly, like you said you're not a hotel. My mom yeah. collects bed sheets as like a hobby <laughs> like <laughs> it's just. You have a set of bed sheets, like right now, my bed sheets are in the dryer, and when I get out i 'll put them back on my bed i don 't need an entire closet full of extra bed sheets like it, that doesn 't make sense to me if you really want to simplify your life, wash your bed sheets, put them back on your bed it 's a really unnecessary extra item um decorations keep them all in one box and try to stick to natural decorations so if it's halloween get a pumpkin and then you can compost that or you can get a real tree or get a real wreath or just put things out that are more natural that you, so you don't have to have all of these extra decorations all the time and just keep one simple box of holiday decorations that you can put out on your favorite holidays that you love and this is should not be something that you have to keep buying. And Mm -hmm. last but not least, this is only going to work if you stop buying as much, if you go and box up your whole house or clear out your whole house and you continue your shopping habits, nothing is going to change. So Kelly and I, again, we're going to do a class this year on how to stop buying as much stuff, but if you get rid of all of your extra makeup and then you go out and buy a bunch of new makeup, it completely defeats the purpose. Yeah. So, declutter your space and then stop buying as much stuff.
1: Yeah, and and use what you what you own first, right? Yes. So especially with makeup and face wash products, we tend to move on to the next thing, especially. Oh, this is the thing. Actually, go back going back to your advice on don't buy more product than you need at once. So yes and no for me, like I agree with that, but I think that sometimes. If it is two for one and I need it, I will do that. And I just, I'll store the other sh- the second shampoo under my kitchen sink. Doesn't bother me. So if it doesn't bother you, yeah. do it if it's saving you money.
0: And if you've so. been consistent with that product for years and you yeah. know it's extra saving, but if you're like, if you have five shampoo bottles at home and you're like, oh, this one's on sale, I'm going to buy a couple more, then yeah. I think it is an issue. But no, if, if it's on sale and you can buy the extra one and you don't mind storing it, obviously there's exceptions to the rule. Yeah. but Just make sure you're finishing that second bottle too.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, to finish off, uh, I have a few uh, mindful habits to talk about. So some things that I do every single day is I make my bed and again, I live in a studio. So if I don't make my bed, it's a very, it looks messy. Even if I don't live in a studio one day, which ideally in the future, I, I have a different space, but again, it's nice to to go into your bed every night into a made bed. And it just looks amazing every day. And it doesn't take that long. It takes me 30 seconds every day. So make your bed, fold your laundry when it's ready. Again, do your dishes when you use them, as you use them. Another tip is sort through your mail as soon as you pick it up. And again, recycle what you don't need immediately. So it's not just like sitting on your counter, right? A lot of us will look through, I'll sits on our counter. I actually divide it up in the mail room, in my in my condo, in my condo building because I don't need to bring it up and deal with it here. So if you have that option, do it there. If you need to declutter your space, again, take 10 to 20 minutes every day to do so, or it just clean up your space and also be strict about what you bring in your home. Again, I can't stress that enough. One thing in, one thing out because it will get cluttered quickly, especially if you live in a small space. And I guess my last tip is uh, have a few clean supplies. Lauren, you mentioned that you use a multi-purpose cleaner. I do the same thing. It's great. Like We don't need 100 products to do the 100 things, right? So I I, I have this product that can do more than 15 things, right? So that's what you should focus on. And again, clean products. And to be honest, soap and water can go a long way. There's so many products for everything in this world from skincare to food. It's just, it's overwhelming as you know. And so keep it simple.
0: Yeah. And I just want to end this. I I realized something when I was making the notes for this class is that we actually are all minimalists. And the only difference between Kelly and I and you guys is that Kelly and I just don't own the other 80% of stuff we don't use, you know, if they say we only wear 20% of our closet, well, Kelly and I still wear the same amount of clothes as other people. It's just that 20% is our 100%. Mm-hmm. And Kelly and I probably use similar amounts of product, products as you guys. We just don't own or buy all the other products. So you probably are already living a minimalist lifestyle. You just own a lot of extra stuff. And the beauty of this is that when you get rid of all of this excess stuff, you can allocate your time and your energy and your money and your attention to more rewarding and more beneficial things in life. So if you're struggling with this lifestyle, just remember that you're kind of already there. You just need more awareness. So I hope that we're bringing you that today. And remember, this is something this is a process that you're working on it's not something that you just do and you're done with it's a lifestyle and there are so many benefits of it and there you're gonna get frustrated with it and sometimes you're gonna throw out stuff that you need I've even done that before and I've had to replace it but it is well worth the effort and I hope you guys have enjoyed today's class like we we have so much fun putting these classes together so yeah so glad for you guys to join us. I
1: actually have one more thing to add uh, before we close. And I, I love that you mentioned, yes, the whole point of simplifying your home is that you live in a clean and clear space. But at the end of the day, you're getting time back to focus on the things that matter most to you, the relationships in your your life, the experiences that you want in, in, in your everyday, like all those little things and the things that you really enjoy. So, one of the things after I decluttered my space and I simplified my home, I started to realize like, hey, like this is my space and I have the opportunity to design it how I wish. And now I feel like I've inserted my style personality and I kind of figured out what my personality was. I think that my my home and again, this is this is not my ideal home. I think my next apartment will be something that I really that really represents my style personality. But for now I'm happy with it. And I, I think that my my style is more traditional. If you go through my space to realize that I own everyday household items that are useful to me and that are comfortable. I think maybe I'm a little bit metropolitan. I do like my black and white photographs and I like colorful art. I used to live in Hong Kong so I have a painting from Hong Kong that I really, really love and and the color really comes out on my white walls. I tend to like white walls. I find it very fresh and airy and it's a small space. So it makes it feel bigger. And, uh, my, my furniture, it's very simple, clean, just neutral colors, nothing too, too out there. Uh, and then when it comes to my accessories, I have candles, I have incense. I have picture frames and I have this podcast mic, which is basically a little piece of art <laughs> in my apartment. I, I kind of display it as it's like, as if it were art, it's really cute. And I know Lauren, your place is much more, I would say that your style is much more modern. Your place is more modern. It's very clean, has very crisp lines. You have exposed concrete. looks very yeah,
0: nice. I, I like the jail cell look, <laughs> just t- concrete and empty. <laughs>
1: Honestly, some people could see it that way. It's true. But I think a lot of people, we posted on Instagram, people just loved your space, Lauren. But that being said, again, these are our spaces. A minimalist space can look different. You can have any style you want if if it's meaningful to you. And and that's the style that makes you happy. Like, go for it. Minimalism doesn't mean modern. It doesn't. You can have any type of style you'd like. So that's a tip exactly. that I wanted to share because I think a lot of people, they think, Oh, minimalism, it's white walls. No, it's not. I mean, I tend to like that. I prefer that kind of style, but I also have a lot, a lot, a lot more stuff. Uh, Lauren is more minimal than me. I will get there one day, but, uh, I'm, I've come a long way, so I'm happy with it. And I hope again today that we have really inspired you to design a clear and beautiful space of your own and even if you're you're living still in your parents home and you just have your bedroom you can just start there i wish i had these this content and and these these people like us in my life when i was younger and i could start you know designing my bedroom at home or thinking about how I organize the things or the things that I keep in my space. And even in your dorm room, if you're a university or college, I'm trying to be mindful of every type of listener who would be tuning in today. So, so yeah. Um, but yeah, I've had a lot of fun with you today, Lauren. This is really good. I, I love your idea, Lauren, about one miscellaneous box, because I have three for what that one mis- miscellaneous box is of yours. I have three separate ones. So I think that was really helpful. one, yeah. Yeah, I really, really do, I really do. So thank you guys so much. To close, Lauren and I just wanted to mention that in addition to our podcast and these videos, we do run one-on-one minimalism consulting sessions, and it's been super rewarding. So we offer one-on-one classes with you guys or we can do a group session with your friends. So we just want to share that reminder. And that starts with a 10-minute complimentary consultation with Lauren and I. So if you want to check it out and learn more about our coaching sessions and we can learn more about your goals, just send us an email at millennialminimalist@gmail.com, at gmail.com and we will get back to you on setting up your first 10-minute complimentary session.
0: Yeah we love doing one-on-ones. We've done a bunch. So we also do group sessions. So if you want to get a couple of friends together and mm-hmm. do that one night, we can do that with you guys as well. So yeah.
1: it's so we much hope- fun. It's very laid back and uh, it, it's, we have so much fun doing it. So uh, definitely, definitely check it out.
0: All right. We will talk to you guys soon. We'll talk to you soon, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks so
1: much. Cheers, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed this short 30-minute preview of our online Simple Living classes. And you can find the full audio and video version of this episode on our website at mastersimplicity.com slash classes. And if you really enjoyed this how-to episode, we would love to hear from you. You can share this episode in a story on Instagram or Facebook at Millennial Minimalist, or you can write to us at millennialminimalist at gmail.com. And if you like these classes, we will definitely share more on the pod. And again, you can learn more about our classes, our simple living consultations, and our products, including the closet kit, our sustainable closet dividers, and our Closet Decluttering Guidebook on our website at mastersimplicity.com. And lastly, as always, thanks to all of you for your support of the pod and your kind reviews on iTunes so far. We absolutely love reading your words. And if you haven't already, please take a moment to give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Your reviews help our podcast grow and spread the benefits of simple and ethical living. Our goal is to help you and others simplify their lives for good. And with thanks to you and the community, we are building together, we can create an important ripple effect. Thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye.